We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 3rd, 2012. I hope I can get this done in four parts. This is about an eight, a little over an eight minute clip here. A veteran forcefully vaccinated with a TB shot after arrested a Bilderberger for absolutely no reason. So I'm going to let him talk. We're here with the veteran. We're here with the veteran who was arrested yesterday, and I'm going to go ahead and let him tell the story. It stems with obstruction of a vehicle. I was told, or excuse me, the police officer that brought us in, the low-level minion that actually brought us into the magistrate, told this man that I impeded the vehicle to the point that it could not enter, could not enter the premises and had to go around. That is not true. We all know that. It was videotaped. Every vehicle that pulled in made it in there yesterday. That's for sure. We yeah. all know that. Yeah. Absolutely. At the expense of hitting civilians, bumping into them with vehicles, you name it, it happened. So that was their premise for coming out after me. That This is what they said. Now, I was in front of the car. They told me to move. I chose not to move is what they said and went back to filming, which, again, we can tell by the video, it's just not true. At that point, they had the right to grab me and detain me. When they grabbed me, I was told that I resisted arrest, and I was lucky that it was only disorderly conduct. Again, the video shows. My hands went behind my back, and I began to say the whole world is watching. As far as I know, that's not resisting any kind of arrest. Where I'm from, it's not. Uh, The third charge, as they're dragging me away... The third charge that they, they bring in against me now is drunk in public. As they were taking me away, they began to shout, Woo, he's in touch. Trying to, again, crowd subsidies. They, they just say it a few times, a couple more people say it, and then next thing you know, I'm some drunk guy who was arrested, but that is clearly not the case. Uh, upon arrival at the police station, uh, on the way to the police station, me and another gentleman were put in the back of the vehicle so stuffy. So warm that it was clear, I mean, we're dripping sweat talking to each other. Uh, the police officer will not even break the barrier, will not give us any kind of air. He gets to the police garage, he leaves us in the car for 20 minutes while he sits on his cell phone, obviously talking to the people back here. 20 minutes solid, we sit in the back of a car for no reason whatsoever, sweltering, in a garage, sweltering, no air, nothing. We're brought out of the car, brought inside, we're again patted down, which is fine, I guess that's his procedure. What is not procedure is for the third pat-down, after I'm explained, I'm being processed, I'm told that the back of their hand will come to the inside of my thigh, like this, the back will come to the back of my thigh. What did happen was I got the full palm. I got the underneath grab of my genitals pulled back and then the thumb and the anus. That's what I got. As soon as I cringed forward a little bit, I got put, hey, knock it off. And then he comes right over the top of me again, and he grabs me. Okay, he says, uh, so in other words, so far, he's been sexually assaulted now. I'm not sure uh, at this point how much clothes he had on when he's describing this. But they're just going over and over. You're going to see that they pat this guy down over and over and over. They you know, put him in the back of the car with no um, no AC, they don't break the barrier between the cop and them, so they're back there sweltering, and then they bring them in and, and, and sexually assault them with these these TSA-like pat-downs. Um, so he is just being, um, he, you know, we've got we've to make good little examples of the slaves so that they don't get out of a line. So I'm going to let this, this um, uh, play more. Again, we go to walk 
over to the nurse. Right here you see it. A forced TV shot. I, I again, I opted out. I did not want to take this shot. I asked if I had to take it. I was told by the police officer standing over, by the nurse, that it was imperative. I will take this shot or I will go to a jail by myself and receive no phone call to any bail bondsman. I have no right to legal representation. And I repeated that. I have no right. Unless you take this shot, you're going into a back room until your court date. We'll bring you out in the morning, and you're going back in there by yourself till July 11th. July 11th, unless he takes a TB, a forced TB shot that he was not wanting to take, he will have no legal representation. It's it's almost like you're you're waiving all your rights unless you um unless you agree to be poisoned with this demon possessed TB, most likely tainted DNA shot that they're giving him. I mean, this is, I mean. It doesn't get a whole lot worse than this. I mean, th- this is just unbelievable what is ap- ac- actually going on and what is going on in this, this country at this point. Unbelievable. Uh, after the inoculation or whatever you want to call this, this poison, this DNA sample that they took from me. Brought- so then they take, I guess, his DNA. So it's not enough to give him a TB shot, which has who knows what in it. As I've said, they can do all kinds of stuff to the shots now. Microchip dust, all these th- different particular things. He's got a big red spot on his arm where, you know, he's saying that they gave him this shot. And I mean, um, I'm just, I'm just like speechless. I, I just, I, this is the first time I've ever seen this, and and I, I knew it would come to this though. This is ultimately where it's going to end up: law enforcement combining with pharma with ultimately the vaccination, okay, because the vaccination is the, is the quickest way, the quickest route to defile our own DNA on a molecular level, because you have no clue what's actually in that shot, and they want to get as many people, I would have not, I would have said, blow my brains out, that's what I would have said, I will not take the shot, there's no way I would tell anybody at this point to take any type of shot. These people are wicked and evil to the core, and they cannot be trusted. So, that's my, I mean, you should have, I've done more teachings on vaccinations than any other subject I think I have covered on ContendingForTruth.com. Just key in vaccination in the keyword search box if you wonder why I'm so adamant about this particular subject. I mentioned a few things in this teaching, but I'm only, I can only cover the tiny tip of the iceberg. I cannot go into it because there's not enough time in this teaching. So just key in vaccination, uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and, and you'll understand. On over to the side, once again, before I go into the cell, in front of everybody that's in there, I get the once over, once more, I get patted down just to make sure in 10 feet after two invasive pat downs that I somehow don't have anything in my groin area. No thumb, but that was the one officer, and he knows... Now, again, it's just like the TSA. They're teaching us to be slaves. They're teaching us to be their little slaves. That's what it is, going to the airport. You're their slave. You've paid money to get on a plane. You're the reason that those airliners are flying. You're the reason that the doors at the airport are open. You're the reason that the TSA workers have a job, and yet 
You get paid to have pornographic pictures taken of you and your family, to have your DNA literally unzipped by the terahertz radiation that the scanners produce. You get paid to get the invasive pat-down by the pot-bellied pedophiles in there that like to select their prey, whether they like pretty women, whether they like men, whether they like little children, whatever their fancy may be, and that they can be sexually molested, and it's the only place in America, essentially, where you can legally be sexually molested, and it goes on all day, all day. Try to grope somebody in public and see what happens to you. TSA, who aren't even law enforcement, they're just paid pedophiles, they get off the street. They're not even doing background checks anymore. They've admitted that. Or the background checks are are unbelievably backlogged. That was just last week where they had that that defrocked uh, pedophile Catholic priest that was like the head at one of these um, airports. So... This is the mindset they're trying to get everybody into. You are to submit to Big Brother. We own you, lock, stock, and barrel. You know, shut your mouth. Submit to the pat-downs. And, and you know, this is, this is the mindset they're trying to put us in. Exactly who he is. He knows exactly who he is. He got a smile on his face, the push from him, just to degrade me. Air, we can degrade you enough. If we can make you feel like such a piece of crap. The same officer that violated me the most on the way out. Now, you learned your lesson, right? You're going home, aren't you? I said, no, sir, I'll be there tomorrow. And he said, good, we'll see you again. We'll see you again. See, but that's what they were trying to get this guy to do. This guy came all the way from Oregon to come to this protest. And they're like, see... You're going to be a good little Nazi right now, right? We've done we've done enough to you to, 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 to get your attention, essentially, where you're not going to go back there and protest anymore at the Bilderberg. And he's like, no, sir, I'm going right back there. So the guy's got backbone. I'll give him that. I would have never taken the TV shot. But um, um, he's got backbone. The only one saving grace I have for the Fairfax Police Department, one officer who will remain nameless, obviously. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you if you watch this, sir. Because at one point, the magistrate, after I had again requested, it must prove to me that I am intoxicated when I can promise you, without a shadow of a doubt, I will blow a zero-zero. The machine was directly across from me. The magistrate does not make judgments on evidence or anything. When he said, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will blow a zero-zero. I mean, these people are not their Bilderberg with beers in their hands and out there getting tanked up like they're having some big party or something. They're, they're, they're there, I mean, they're really, all of them are, are at a high risk of all going to jail. I mean, they're, they're arresting people there. This is going on, really, as I think the, 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 the Bilderberg Convention is probably winding down now. But they're literally, the people that were dropping people off were being arrested or ticketed. Just for dropping people off there. They're trying to do anything they can do to stifle our free speech. And so the people that are in like buses where these people are like coming from a hotel and they're saying, okay, drop me off here. Those, even the people in the buses at the hotels are being, are being, um, the cops are going after them as well because they don't want any avenue for you to be able to voice your opinion. Your first amendment right means nothing to them. He listens to the police officer, he listens to me, then he makes a decision. That's the way apparently it works here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You are not read your rights, neither of us were read our rights whatsoever at any point. And I was told they don't have to read me my rights at all. I was again... Uh, well, when you're in a police state, they don't have to leave you, read you your rights. All, all, all 
bets are off. It doesn't matter. what They can do whatever they want to us. This is the point where we've gotten to. Where they can force vaccinate you, essentially. I mean, I'm not saying he was forced down, but it was about as close to it as possible. I mean, you know, it was either that or him being in jail, I guess, for 40 days is what they were telling him, essentially. I mean, when you get to that point, we're right on the cusp of some really, really bad stuff. Very, very aggressive at that point with the magistrate, demanding that they take me to the breathalyzer machine and let me prove myself right here and right now. I can prove an officer of the law is lying. I can prove that right now. And then, it kept, because I kept talking, bailiff, head bailiff, show... Okay, he's going to cuss there again, so I'm going to bring this forward. He's, he's saying, but he's not actually cussing. He's saying, okay, here's what the judge said as far as cussing goes. Okay, but basically show this, you know, devil, insert cuss word, you know, the, the, ju- the judge don't like that. The, the, those black robe devils, they, they, don't, they, they want total subservience. They don't want anybody spouting off at the mouth to them in any way, shape, or form. They, uh, so many of them think that they're God. And um, I've seen enough horrific things in the court system through even my parents, what they went through trying to get their company back and how many people are, uh, how many of these judges are actually literally bought off um, that, um, and how many of them are Freemasons as well. That uh, it, it's a real, real corrupt part of our of our government. Not to say that all aspects aren't aren't corrupt, but some are more corrupt than others. So I'm going to try to continue this here. Let me tell you, I'm passed off, but at that point, as I'm being passed off, I'm told, "Hey, you know they're out to get you. They're going to grab a few of you to make a point, just to keep you guys in check." Not that's not his verbatim, but he did say they will be taking you guys. They're out to take you guys. They will be taking you guys, which we have now seen twice today. Two different people. They've watched the guy come up out of nowhere. This guy had not been here today, had not even been to the people. He went to see the crowd, was bumped off of the road. As soon as this arm came out of standing right there, he was grabbed, yanked back, and then they mobbed him. The other gentleman right here next to us has the video of the female. Again, everybody followed with him. That's what they did. They got everybody looking one way. They snatched her. That's what they did. That was, it was told to me. Anybody that's literally coming off the curb of this road, they're just waiting like piranha, these cops, to just snatch them and grab them and, and arrest them. I mean, it, it's unbelievable what they're doing. Yesterday, keep your eye out because they're going to grab you. That was his exact words. They're going to grab more of you. So essentially they had snatch and grab of Bilderberg protesters. So obviously the entire police department got their scripted message about exactly what they're going to do. But I tell you what, there's still patriots that wear that uniform. There's still patriots that are out here with us. They just don't have a choice. They have a mortgage. They have a car payment. They've got children that they think they're trying to help. They don't understand that they're destroying their children. That's the key. If you can take out the children, it's the first time in history that they've tried to take out the children because we are the last generation that's pushing. All these meatheads, TV heads, shoppers, consumerists, all these people that don't want to wake up because I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to know what's going on. I didn't want to know what's going on until it touched me. And then it touched my family. And then it touched me yesterday. That's why I was here for Morgan to find out for myself, exactly if it's like this everywhere. Because where I'm from, it's like this. Yeah, they hurt Oregon you like and that. ask questions later. They from? hurt you in Portland. Portland police. I just moved from Portland. I can 100% guarantee that that's No criminal record. Nothing. And 
I have these people, again, you will be grabbed, slammed to the ground, you're physically assaulted first, then they try to figure out what happened. Then they question you. It's wow. a police officer's word versus yours anywhere you go. It just depends on if you got corruption, if you have any kind of corruption like we do here. And yesterday, for everybody back home, everybody that said something, and all the people last night that called my phone, got onto my blog, thank you. I thank everybody that knew that something happened. You knew just by my phone, and you knew something happened that I didn't cause. That's loyalty for the people back home in Oregon, and I thank all of you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the interview, and thank you so much for being here and standing up against Bilderberg. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate thank you. It. Soldiers Unite. Right, Soldiers Unite with us. Absolutely. All right. That was- See, he's a veteran, this guy, who's seen this. And, I mean, here's a guy that worked, you know, obviously for the government, and he's been inside, came out, now seen it, lives in a very corrupt area of the country, came here, you know, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I this is the first time I've ever seen that where they're actually combining vaccinations with the police um, arrests and intimidation tactics. And again, I believe they're beta testing that concept through this event to see what kind of public reaction there will be because that is the future of law enforcement. If there was a martial law imposed, let's say avion flu, okay? If you haven't seen my presentation on avion flu, go up to YouTube, key in Scott Johnson or Dr. Scott Johnson, and just the word avion or avion flu. It'll start coming up as you type it. And watch that. Now, I did that back in 06, okay, through the Prophecy Club. And the, the information is as true today as it was then. There's really nothing that's changed, other than that they've actually... Uh, more um, more weaponized the avion flu. And they've actually published now the actual recipe, or at least part of the recipe, for the avion flu out there. Uh, they've, they've reported on that in recent months, where they've actually released the out on how to make it, which is good, which is good. I'm sure they'll have no excuse when it actually does happen. Oh, I don't know, these terrorists, we, we published the, uh, the recipe on how to make avian flu, and these terrible terrorists did it, and we'll blame it on them, and we can't believe they would do such a thing to destroy humanity, and they'll be able to blame it on somebody. Okay, when martial law comes, and then they have the checkpoints on the roads, and they have the forced vaccination stations, that literally could be the difference between life and death. It may literally be where many, many people, um, you know, between you, you dying and you living, essentially, but, you know, I would never, ever, ever advise anyone to take that shot. Because, like I said, like I've amply reported in the 1918-1919 Spanish flu, the people that got vaccinated were the people that died. That's how they actually spread it. It's through the vaccinations. And there was multiple first-hand accounts of people that proved that. Watch that presentation. It's free, up on YouTube, and, and, you know... I give you all the, the, the documentation for it. You can check it out if you like. So, let's go further. Let's get into this whole zombie thing that's been out now. This uh, title, this is from, I think, Sue Bradley. It's called The Unsealed Prey. And then I added on the zombie-like attacks now called Excited Delirium. Um, from the January 1977 to present, there have been 63 reports of excited delirium 
in the U.S. and Canada. While, and this is what they're calling this behavior, this where people are attacking one another and eating one another and, you know, going nuts like zombies or something. While excited delirium is best characterized in cocaine users, medical examiners and forensic scientists have noted a similarity in psychiatric presentation between sudden unexplained deaths in custody and psychiatric states associated with or without drug abuse. This seminal work was first described by Charles Welty and his collaborator David Fishbane in the mid-1980s when the crack cocaine epidemic first hit the streets of Miami, Florida. But this disorder was known more than a decade earlier. In 1849, Dr. Luther Bell first described a disease resembling some advanced stage of mania and fever, distinguished as an overlooked and often unrecorded malady. This exhaustive mania was described in 40 cases by Dr. Bell, where, quote, exhaustion due to mental excitement caused three-quarters of these patients to die. Over the past decade, increased attention has been paid to the sudden and seemingly inexplicable deaths of some highly agitated subjects being held in police custody. In most of these cases, the force required to restrain or incapacitate the suspect was not sufficient to cause death. The symptoms of excited delirium include bizarre and or aggressive behavior, shouting, paranoia, panic, violence toward other people, unexpected physical strength, and hyperthermia. Throughout the United States and Canada, these cases are frequently associated with psychostimulant abuse, representing the extreme end of the psychiatric continuum of drug abuse effects. However, reports of acute exhaustive mania, physical restraint, pepper spray, or tasering, and sudden death also have been reported that are not related to abused drugs, suggesting further that the underlying central nervous system disorder was precipitating the cause of lethality. Now, a lot of this, with, with this particular stuff, that we're looking at here, all of these cannibal attacks just this week alone, okay, um, the ones that we're going to be discussing, really reminded me a lot of, maybe I should read this a little bit later, these Bible verses. Yeah, I'm going to read these Bible verses a little bit later because it's, it's going to be it's going to be a better effect if I read this a little bit later than now because we're actually going to look at this first and then I'll read these Bible verses so you can really understand that this is of a I truly believe of a demonic origin of, of this at least a major component of it. Okay, so I, re- I remove that to another spot that's going to be more appropriate for me to read this. Um, in 2007, NPR published a two-part report on a little-known and controversial diagnosis called Death by Excited Delirium, Diagnosis or Cover-Up. You may not have heard of it, but police departments and medical examiners are using a new term to explain why some people suddenly die in police custody. It's a controversial diagnosis called Excited Delirium. But the question for many civil liberty groups is, does it really exist? Um... Now, there's some alternate theories on what's causing this up on the internet. And I'm kind of presenting a little bit of everything. Um, one of them is called the zombie virus, now called excited delirium. It's an eight-minute YouTube video produced um, after the May 26th event in Miami that we're going to be talking about. Uh, maybe some validity that there could be a viral component to this as well. I'm not going to totally buy into that. I know there's a gigantic demonic component. Okay. There may be a lot of other precipitating factors that maybe need to all happen at the same time in order for this to fully manifest. Don't know, it's hard to say. There was another video I watched called uh, Zombie Virus Cynthia 
it, not Cynthia like the name, but it's S-Y-N-T-H-I-A, has to do with the Corexit and the Gulf oil spill and the... Remember how I, I did a long time ago, I did a, t- a teaching near the end of the Gulf, all those Gulf oil spill updates I was doing that literally really was one of the major factors we moved out of Florida. Um, of course, I know God was the one that arranged that, but when one of the last reports I did, it was it was on a on how literally they were creating biological mutant life forms in the Gulf with the combination of this abiotic oil, the gas coming out of the crust, the corexit, all the chemicals that they were using, creating this dead zone in the Gulf. Well, it relates to that, and it's called the zombie virus Cynthia Biological Attack Upon Humans. Um, there's been 10 cannibal attacks across America recently. You can click on that link. Really, the only link, there's two videos there. The Only the first one is really the one that would apply to this particular study. Um, you know, I'm not saying I buy into all of that, but there may be a component there of there where we, we're dealing with some truth there. Um, I think there's a very good chance that it is a combination of different things going on. Uh, there and there's another one, and a literal map of what they're calling the zombie. I'm not saying they're zombies, like people that crawl out of the grave and they're dead or whatever. You know, I'm not saying like that. But there's a map of these attacks now called excited delirium, and I mean, there's you can see. I believe there's at least been ten attacks across America recently like this. Since news of the unthinkable attack first broke, the big question has been why? Why did the man attack the other? Why were they naked? Why did the attacker turn into a cannibal on the causeway? Now, this is just the one that happened in Miami, which we're going to discuss here. Some believe that he was under the influence of heavy drugs, but he had no history of drug use other than marijuana. The guy was very vocal that he was a pothead. Okay, But other than that, he had no history of, of drug abuse at all. So did marijuana cause this? Or was it other factors that came into play that actually led to this? Now, I'm going to go over the story now. It's being called one of the city's goriest crimes. This is out of Miami, out of the Associated Press. A naked man was on top of another nude man along a busy highway, biting into the man's face, tearing it to pieces. A police officer arrived to help, but the mauler growled at him and continued to chew away, stopping only when he was shot to death. They were shooting this guy, and he kept eating the guy's face. He ate, I believe, 80% of the guy's face, all of his forehead, his nose, I think his eyes, or they're all gone. The only part that was left was, the, was his lower jaw. The skin that this guy, he, he ate all the flesh off the guy's face. Now, you gotta be demon possessed to the toenails to do something like that. I don't care what drug you're on. Of course, drugs open you up to that. This is why people that trip on LSD a lot of times, they'll say, you know, hey man, I saw the little green men or whatever. Yeah, they probably literally were seeing the little green demon devils. Because you're literally allowed to see into the spirit world on a lot of these drugs. It actually opens up the third eye. Which is known as the third eye. It's why Hindus have the little red dot on the middle of their forehead. They're trying, you know, to try to attain to open the third eye. Seen literally into the spirit world. Well, a lot of these drugs, that's exactly what they do. The stronger the drug, 
many times, the more likely that will happen. So, the problem is you're opening up doorways, you, a lot of times you can't shut. So let's go further here. Um, the head of the Miami Fraternal Order of Police, Armando Aguilar, said cases related to this type of drugs are known as basalts or not new locally. But the thing is, is from what I've seen so far, now I know they say the toxicology tests are going to take a while to come back. I don't know if I'll believe them, whatever they say. But the guy had no history of that type of drug abuse. They're blaming it on what they call basalts, which is this new designer drug I guess they've got out. Um, new hyped up form of LSD type of thing, which could be the case, maybe. But the history of that particular type of drug use was not there with this particular individual. He goes on to say, we have seen already three or four cases that are exactly like this where, where some people have admittedly taken LSD and there's no and it's no different than cocaine psychosis. So this Aguilar guy has, has admitted that in the Miami area there's been three or four cases that are he said exactly like this. Does that what can I think of other than the fact that that was a cannibalistic type of attack where one person was trying to eat another person alive. He said it was exactly like this. It was words out of his mouth. Maybe they're not on the radar, though. Not Obviously, not all things that happen in the police report make it to the nightly news. This isn't something that I think they would want on the nightly news. I mean, it's not exactly going to um, spur tourist uh, um, the tourists to come down to Miami, come down and, you know, be attacked by marauding zombies on the streets. I don't think that that's something they want to really put out there on the tourist brochure. You know what I mean? And obviously tourism in Florida is a huge, gigantic deal. Okay, I lived in southwest Florida, Fort Myers region, which is on the other side for a long time, and tourism was, was the main thing that drove, that drives Florida, a lot of Florida in general, particularly the coastal region. So, he's saying there are already three or four cases exactly like this. Care to elaborate on that? Well, anyway, let's go further. And this, and the cases Aguilar mentioned, he said people have all taken their clothes off. Note that they take their clothes off. Hmm. Been extremely violent with what seemed to be hum- superhuman strength. Hmm. Imagine that. Okay, so let's just little mental rolodex here. Okay, remember that taking their clothes off, extremely violent, superhuman strength. And then it goes on to say, even using their jaws as weapons. Emergency room doctors at Jackson Memorial Hospital said they too have seen a major increase in cases linked to the street drug called basalt, or what Aguilar described as the new LSD. We noticed an increased probability after UltraFest, which must be some festive occasion down in Miami, said emergency room Dr. Paul Adams at Jackson Memorial Hospital. In many cases, Dr. Adams said the person's temperature has risen to an extremely high temperature. Hmm. They've become very aggressive with logic and ability to feel pain lost in their reactions. Some have used their jaws as weapons during attacks. So, in other words, the doctors are seeing this evidently on somewhat of an increasingly frequent basis in Miami. And you talk about a wicked place, Miami. I'm telling you, for the longest time, every time that I even drive over, when I would drive over there, because actually, like, I said this before, I mean, I'm a chiropractor, um, but after I got my chiropractic license in Florida, 
I'm not practicing there anymore. But after I got my uh, chiropractic license in Florida, I practiced there for like 18 years. The guy that I was practicing with was an acupuncturist. I went and got my acupuncture degree. My, I don't know, whatever you call it, my acupuncture degree. And I was a board-certified acupuncturist as well. I got it at um, University of Miami, Hurricanes. And it was adjacent to Jackson Memorial Hospital. So I'm familiar with this area. I would go over there to get my classroom time, like I think every other weekend, while I was getting my acupuncture degree. Now, I've done a whole teaching on acupuncture, just so you know, exposing it. I've destroyed my degrees. I don't do it anymore. It's based in the occult. It's based on yin-yang, fire and ice, the whole nine yards. It's, it's, it's an occult technique. I wouldn't do it at all. I wouldn't advise getting it. It's new age. It's bad. Okay. Um, but I remember going over there, and this was like, I think I was, I just, yeah, I just gotten saved. Man, I tell you, I always have felt going over to that place, I think even before I was saved, like the walls were closing in, in Miami area. I, I have very seldom felt such evil and such a foreboding feeling as driving into Miami. I can't stand that place. It is evil. Now, when you've got tons of people migrating from the Caribbean, uh, remember the Cuban boat landing, and now a lot of them were the worst of the worst of the worst, the ones that the Cuban government didn't even want. Remember the Cuban boat lift and all that stuff? I'm not being mean, I'm just saying they were. And people from Haiti, who voodoo is the main religion in Haiti, I'm telling you. It is the main religion. Just do a study on it. 98% of the people down there practice it. At least it used to be that way. And they also, 90% of them are Catholics. Go imagine that. Why? Because they're so compatible. Because they both got their nice idol- idolatrous system set up. They're, they're very compatible. They can have their statues of Mary and their statues of whatever. And they have all their voodoo paraphernalia. And I, I've told you, if you want to hear about my experiences with voodoo, because I've been there on voodoo, just key in Supernatural. In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. It's my supernatural experiences. And I'll I'll show you um, how I've had to square off with voodoo high priests and voodoo witch doctors and the whole nine yards. They've tried to kill me. Okay. Now, where did that originate from? A lot of the voodoo that has went on. Well, Miami. That's where, it's like ground zero. It's ground zero for Santeria. Which comes out a, a lot of the Caribbean countries and Puerto Rico and those types of places. So you got the great satanic melting pot in Miami. You got voodoo, you got Santeria, you got, you know, Catholicism being combined with all, all types of dark art Caribbean cults. And I'm serious, I really believe that's why I think Miami, you're seeing a lot of this go on in Miami. Because it's going to obviously be the worst at the most wicked places initially, and then it's going to start spreading like a cancer throughout the United States. Just like New Orleans is a very extremely wicked place. And with, you know, all the garbage that goes on there and all the gay activity and Bourbon Street and all that stuff, it's the voodoo capital of the United States. That's what New Orleans is known as. The voodoo capital of the United States. So, San Francisco, extremely wicked evil. Sin City, Las Vegas, extremely wicked. A lot of occult activity. Evil. Sodomite. Gay, lesbian, transsexual, bi- you're going to see a lot of that type of activity wherever you have these big cities, particularly ones that are given over to witchcraft. I don't think it's any 
um, coincidence that you're seeing a lot of this wickedness first cropping up, particularly in Miami. And that place is evil. Anyway, I just want to throw that in there, just to kind of give you, I've got a pretty decent perspective on that particular town. So, going further here, I've got to see what my time's like here. Um... <coughs> uh, so their, their temperature goes up, they become extremely aggressive, they lose all their pain reactions. I mean, the guy was being shot, and he just kept chewing away. I mean, that's pretty bad. Um, Dr. Adams said the patients were in a state of delirium, extremely strong. He said, I took care of a 150-pound individual who would have, you would have thought he was 250 pounds, Dr. Adams said. It took security officer, it took six security officers to restrain the individual. Adams said the extreme strength and violence of patients on the basalt has become a significant threat to all those charged with the ta- task of trying to help those high on the drug. Dr. Patricia Junquera, medical director of Jackson Memorial Hospital Detox Unit said, quote, they feel that they're supermen. They have special powers. I've seen it with spice, which is another drug. I've seen it with basalt. It could increase the impulsivity of any person. Now, these aren't basalts like you put in a bathtub, okay, and have your bubble bath. They're, that's the actual street name for the actual new LSD drug. Now, it reminded me of these verses in the Bible. Luke eight twenty six through 30. Oh, actually, Luke eight twenty twenty six 26 and... I'll just say it as I go, because I inserted some other verses in here too. Um, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. This is Jesus Christ um, uh, after they came off of Galilee. And, um, and, And when he went forth to land, meaning Jesus, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time. And he'd been possessed by devils a long time. And wear no clothes. Huh. That's weird. It's kind of funny. Maybe the more demon-possessed you get, the less likelihood you're going to want to wear clothes and cover up. Doesn't say That doesn't say a whole lot for nude beaches, I guess. Or nudist colonies. Or beaches in general, really. Where everybody's half-naked. Think about that. Anyway. Um, which had devils a long time and wear no clothes. Neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. See, so he lived in a tomb. You know, he's a real fun guy. Okay, now, I inserted these other verses that were in Mark to add a little more uh, descriptiveness and clarity to this because this is actually portrayed in three different parts of the Gospels. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Okay, this story is portrayed there. So, in Mark, then, it says in Mark 5.3, And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Isn't that kind of funny? Isn't that what we just read about? That it took six people to hold on a 150-pound guy? Huh. I'm sure there's no correlation. And, and there's no correlation between the fact that this, this guy wore no clothes at all, ever, and the guy on the causeway, and a lot of these other people that are doing the same behavior, all stripped their clothes off. I'm sure that there's no correlation between that and demonic devil possession. Okay, anyway. Uh, and then Mark 5.4. Neither could any man tame him. Doesn't sound like the police could actually tame him if they had to literally pump shots into the guy to get him to stop eating the other guy's face. No man could tame him. Okay, And always, night and day, he was in the mountains 
and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. That wouldn't have any correlation between all these people now that are, what are they call emo. They like to cut themselves and stuff, and, and they, they, they get like this demonic relief from cutting themselves. It's the demons in them that are influencing them to do this, and they're getting some kind of demonic gratification from doing this. So, anyway, let's go further here. Back to Luke 8.28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell before him. Now, this was the, the man possessed of devils, the naked guy. And with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. Okay? So, he knew exactly who Jesus Christ was. Okay? Uh, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oft times it caught him and had kept him bound with chains and fetters, and he brake the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. I mean, this guy could break chains and irons on his leg because he was so demonically infused with devils that he had superhuman strength. Isn't that kind of what the one lady was just talking about there? Superhuman? Hmm. I just want you to understand this isn't just about it being a drug. This is about, okay, let's say the drug opened them up to this. Who knows what type of combination of things brought these people to this point. We're being chemtrailed like cockroaches. we got stuff being done to the water, the food, the air. We're being vaccinated with who knows what at this point. Then you have all the pharmacia. Then you've got street drugs. It could be a just demonic cocktail combination that all comes together in the right way and we're going to see this increasingly coming together in the right way and this type of behavior most likely will become more and more and more commonplace. And it's kind of funny because, I mean, Hollywood hasn't done anything to prepare the way for this at all. I mean, they don't have any kind of movies about zombies, right? Or about people that are cannibals and stuff like that. I mean, there's probably like hundreds of movies been released on that subject alone. Hmm. I'm sure they're not trying to telegraph anything there at all, right? Because we know Hollywood has our best intentions at heart, right? Sure. You know why they call it Hollywood? Because the witch's wand, the best witch's wand that she could have is made out of the Hollywood tree. It's the Hollywood. That's why they call it Hollywood, because they're literally trying to put a spell over humanity through what they're doing there. So, going further. Uh, and Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. So, it's not just one devil we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a whole lot. Now, Legion, biblically... A legion was a body of soldiers whose number differed at different times. And in the time of Augustus, at the time of the writing most likely of, of this passage, it was to consist of 6,826 men, i.e. 6,100 foot soldiers and 426 horsemen. Now, could you imagine if this guy had 6,826 devils in him? He has some demonic power to do a lot of the things that we're seeing here. This is what it will drive them to. And then it goes on to say, and besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. They, didn't, they don't want to go into the abyss. It's also referred to as the abyss. 
They don't want to, devils don't want to be cast into the abyss. So whenever I'm praying specifically, that's the exact place I command them to go and be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. That's how I pray regarding devils, fallen angels and these types of things. Whatever that thou shalt bind on earth, thou shalt be bound in heaven. That's what the Bible says. He's given us power to, to, you know, trample on serpents and scorpions and these types of things. So, you have to have the faith to believe it. But, anyway. So, here's another breaking case. Hackensack, New Jersey. Associated Press. CBS, New York. This was just on 529. Okay, so we have this case that just happened in Miami in the last week. Okay. And so now we've got another one after that, just another breaking case this week. Hackensack, New Jersey, 529. A man who stabbed himself and threw pieces of his skin and intestines at police officers trying to subdue him was hospitalized in critical condition on Monday, authorities said. I mean, it seems like reasonable behavior. He stabs himself and he starts carving himself up and throwing pieces of his own body parts at the police. I mean, it seems like sound Sound, a sound mind was operating here, right? Um, yeah. Officers encountered 43-year-old Wayne Carter on Sunday morning when they responded to reports of a man barricaded in a room in Hackensack, New Jersey, threatening to harm himself. Lieutenant John Heinemann said two officers kicked in the door and saw Carter in a corner holding a knife in his hand, and police said Carter, ignoring the officers, or, or, ignoring the orders to drop the knife, stood up, stabbed himself in the abdomen, legs, and neck. They said Carter yelled at the officers and it, and then took an aggressive stance. And the officers used pepper spray in a bid to subdue him, but it had no effect. Here again, they don't feel pain. They're doing things. They're stabbing and cutting themselves. What was the maniac at, in the tombs doing? Cutting himself, stabbing himself. He was naked. We're, we're seeing all these parallels between all these cases and that those verses I just read in the Bible. I mean, the exact same stuff, essentially. Overlapping, everything's covered in those passages in the Bible. He was doing them all. These guys are doing part of what is described there. I don't think this guy was naked. Anyway, um... But he's cutting himself. Another guy wasn't cutting himself. He was just chewing off the guy's face. Maybe if you were given him time, maybe he would have. I don't know. Anyway, police said Carter then cut off pieces of his skin and intestines and threw them at the officers. Man, I tell you what, you cut in that far into your gut, which is one of the most painful wounds there is, where you can get to your intestines, and then you start cutting up your own intestines, I'll tell you what, you are, you are over the edge. You can do that. As many Americans relax within their comfortable mindsets and, en and enjoy fantasized debauchery and bloodlust designed to frighten us to our very core, this includes the May 26th. Now remember, May 26th of this year, this was just a week ago, there was the zombie crawl through Brooklyn. They're having all these events now where they've got these things, and not even just for Halloween. Halloween. 
all these events where they have these people and they dress up like zombies and they have like these crawl fests where they all go through the streets and they're all got simulated blood and, and, and you know, their heads are rotten off and, and they look, they try to make themselves look like corpses that came out of the grave and they all go through the streets and act all morbid and stupid and grab their legs and drag their legs and, and act like zombies on the streets. And it's, it's like their version of a, of a parade. Well, they just had that this last week in Brooklyn, New York. And these things are going on all around the country. I mean, not, they didn't have this kind of garbage when I was younger. I'm sure it would have nothing to do with the deterioration of our society as a whole and the moral fabric. No, it would have nothing to do with that. But anyway, just good, clean fun, right? Uh, events on planet Earth continue to uh, unravel and unfold. Consider Nicodemus' query on the nature of miracles and the response given by Jesus. Where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And yet, are we not until the time of personal salvation, ourselves, dead men walking? Very good point. If you think about it, we're just, if you're not saved, you're hanging over hell by a thread. You're one heartbeat away from hell. You are hanging over hell by a thread. And that thread could break at any minute and you plunge right into hell for eternity. And that's it. There's no other way out. There's no other chance. All the more reason to get saved now. And again, you don't know what that is, go to, through the Lord Jesus Christ, go to my website, contendingfortruth.com, click on True Salvation tab and listen to the, the teachings, the, particularly the first one. But the, the subsequent ones are what to do, okay, you, now you're saved, okay, what, what do I do now, after? Okay, so I try to give the, the big picture there. So anyway, on May 20th, 2012, another chilling incident played out in Florida. The one lady makes a big, big case on the one video that I mentioned for this Corexit thing and the, and the Gulf, this, this blue flu syndrome and what these organisms that could have been created through this dead zone created by the Corexit, through the oil seepage, through the um, gas seepage and the crust and, on, and, and the horrific thing that, that BP oil's done down there. Now, again, <laughs> I did a ton of teachings on that and I give you the link I mean, if you just key in golf in the keyword search box, and you can revisit those teachings if you want. But, listen, they haven't stopped that oil leak down. They may have capped the main well, but like I said, when they capped it, all it was going to do is force itself through the fissures because there was all these fissures that, that were fractured when they tried to cap the well. It may not be coming out at the same flow rate, but it's only, they've only put a band-aid on the problem at this point. There's still oil washing up. There's a whole, the, the, a lot of the, the oil, I mean, they've done studies, and it's like a dead zone down there. I mean, there's miles and miles and miles of seafloor that are covered with this submerged oil that they used on the Corexit to sink the oil. Mutated crabs and all kind of weird, weird um, fish are showing up. It's a really weird thing. And so I don't know how much that might play into this. I don't know. It's hard to say. I know it can't be helping. Anyway, in the early hours of May 20th, an anesthesiologist, this is a doctor, Zachary Bird, was pulled over by Florida Highway Patrol, perceiving that the police officers were stealing cash from his person and car. The handcuffed doctor repeatedly slammed his head into the plexiglass partition of the police cruiser. 
Upon his removal from the vehicle, the bird began then to spit blood into the eyes of one of the arresting officers. What the? This is an anesthesiologist? That just went insane? The grisly incident was dwarfed by an event which took place less than one week later. Um, which was this event in Miami. Police said it all began around 2 p.m. Saturday when a road ranger spotted the men and shouted on the loudspeaker for the attacker to back away. One witness, Larry Vega, told the news he was riding his bicycle on MacArthur Causeway when he saw a man tearing off pieces of the victim's flesh with his mouth. I told him to get off, Vega told the station, and the guy just kept eating the other guy away. Vega said he found a police officer who approached and told the attacker to get off the man. The guy just stood his head up like that with pieces of flesh in his mouth, Vega said, and he growled. The officer fired... I mean, this is like something you would see out of a B-rated Hollywood picture on a zombie movie. You know? The officer fired, striking the attacker, but the man kept chewing. Vegas said the officer fired again, hitting him several more times, eventually having to kill him. This guy didn't have any history of doing this. I've heard the interview from his girlfriend. She cannot believe... She said, that wasn't my... That wasn't my boyfriend or whatever. The guy was supposedly, and I don't think he was, I, I think that, um, I mean, the guy got high all the time, I guess. But supposedly he carried his Bible everywhere he went. And he said he was a Christian. I don't know. I don't know. Sure didn't exemplify that. You know, <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, you know. But she said that he had no history of this. She said he was a perfect gentleman, nice guy, um, no history of violence, no history of this type of drug abuse. She, she's just, she was absolutely, totally shocked. She said when she heard the news, she just, you know, lost it totally. Because this guy wasn't like, it wasn't like this guy was a homeless guy. Now he attacked a homeless guy who had been homeless for like 20-some years. Okay? But... Or 30 years on the streets of Miami. But this guy, was he had like a job, he had a car. I mean, the whole nine yards. Very, very weird stuff going on here. You know, but for the grace of God, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody at this point, other than God, and maybe some other people know, but exactly what is going on here. But I know it is demonic. I know for sure you know, obviously we can compare this to those Bible verses I just read, and obviously there's a striking parallel between this all. After that, Vegas said all he saw was blood um, after he killed him. It's one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen a person, I've ever seen in my life in person. I mean, I guess the pictures are up there. I have no desire to look at anything like that. None. You know, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see 85% of the guy's face eaten off. Why? Why? The Bible says I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes. I, I mean, there's enough wicked stuff up on the internet that you might just see in the daily news, much less seeking out pictures of this poor guy, this poor homeless man who had 80% or 85% of his face eaten off. I mean, God bless him. Anyway, um, he told the station one news source reported on these incidents postulated, is it something in the water? Well, it might be that in part. In, in reality, this may be. Recall the tons of chemicals released into the Caribbean with the deep water horizon oil spill 
in 2010, which combined with highly toxic chemical Corexit, uh, devastated, which devastated the seafloor coral. D- Discovery News reported in April of 2012 this deadly cocktail, not seen under normal lighting conditions, is brilliantly evident under UV lighting and is absorbed by human skin. Earlier in the month, mutant crabs were turning up in the once beautiful waters of Gulf of Mexico. Before, when I was reporting on the Gulf oil spill, there was a website up there, and it's still up there, to my knowledge. It was called, like, FloridaOilSpillLaw.com or something like that. I mean, every day, there were multiple stories on all the horrific reports that were being suppressed by the news. That should have been front page news. Just totally being suppressed. I just got to the point where I'm like, I gotta move on. I could still be reporting on that. Like I was before. And I mean, I did like, I don't know how many parts on that subject. But there's so much horrific news going on constantly, you gotta kinda prioritize at some point. Now, I give you the link to all my teachings I did on the Gulf oil spill. Um, contendingfortruth.com and um, I can actually all you got to do is click on the links there and I had uh, a listener send me a link she wanted me to announce I'm going to try to find it real quick here anyway it was for this guy Mr. Ronald Popo, who was the guy, the 65-year-old homeless man who was attacked by this guy, and they've got a website for him, and it's called www.giveforward.com. Ronald Popo Recovery. Imagine if you get to giveforward.com, you'll find it, but it's giveforward, G-I-V-E-F-O-R-W-A-R-D.com forward slash R-O-N-A-L D, Ronald, Popo, P-O-P-P-O, Recovery, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y, just one word, Ronald Popo Recovery, and that's it, that's the website, www.giveforward.com, Ronald Popo Recovery. If you want to go up there and donate or do whatever regarding his, you know, recovery or whatever, um... She asked me if I'd do that, so I, I'm I'm going to make that little announcement here as well. So um, let's go further here. Just uh, there's so much horrific stuff going on all the time. It's just it's you can't even keep up with it all. You can't. I mean, it's like you want to be a crusader for. I mean, so many things I can't even put out anymore. I try to get it out in my emails, like all these worthy things that like legislations that we should be voicing our opinion about regarding like sanctity of life and against gay marriage. It's, it's, it's almost impossible anymore to try to keep up with it all. It's so overwhelming. The, the amount of, of, of horrific information coming through on a daily basis that, you know, you want to try to do it all, but you just get to the point. I'm only one person. I can only do so much, but anyway, next article. And it's, it's part of this particular thing. Cannibal strikes in Maryland. And I give you the picture of this guy. This is May 31st. Okay, so we've gotten all these. We went over two reports right now, another one here. Now, then, then there's that map that you can look at all the one these cannibal attacks that are happening now. They've got a whole website. You can monitor it. You know, I think we're only going to see more and more of this. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
Okay? As the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.13. The night is coming when no man can work. As Jesus said. We're on the cusp of the night. I believe. We're on the cusp of a lot of really, really bad stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. That's ultimately going to bring us to martial law. Avion flu. Outbreak. Maybe Ebola. Maybe some false flag nuclear event. Maybe a tsunami. Maybe this type of zombie type of apocalypse as they're talking about. Mass demon possession. The awaking of the chosen ones. The dark super satanic super soldiers. We're going to talk about that. I don't even know how I'm going to get this done in four parts. I'm probably going to put this teaching up this week. It's going to be four or five parts. And then I'm, I'm, I've, I've used up so much material. I'm probably going to take next week. And, and regroup, revamp, and then hopefully maybe hit it again the week after that because there's just, I'm trying to cover so much. I'm trying to get this out there that I'm actually doing two studies today um, that really I could take the time to just do one. And I, this is literally at least two studies that we're doing. So, anyway, let's go further here. May 31st, this is in Maryland, Jopatown, Maryland. A chilling story unfolds in Hartford County where family members find the chopped up body parts of a missing man and now the suspect admits to committing acts of cannibalism on that body. Now, this is on the last week. Okay? Both the suspect and the victim were students at Morgan State University, but it was inside a Jopatown home they shared where police say the unimaginable crime occurred. Behind the doors of the townhouse on... Terrapin Terrence in Jopatown, it's a house of whores, uh, police say. Uh, Alexander Kinua, 21 years old, confessed to eating the heart and parts of a man's brain of the missing man. He confessed. Police say Kinua's brother went down to the laundry room of the house and saw a blanket on a box. He pulled off the blanket and saw two metal tins. Police say he opened them and saw the head and two hands in the tins. A human head. And two hands in the tins. I guess it was a keepsake for him or something. He pulled off the blanket. Um, uh, the, the brother then got his dad. The father went downstairs and the items were then gone. Kenyuna's family called the police. Human remains, specifically the head and the hands, were recovered on the main floor of the residence. Sheriff uh, L. Jesse Bain of Hartford County said, Police believe they belong to the 37-year-old Cujo Ajia Cody a family friend who was living at the house. The rest of the body was found in the church dumpster on Trimble Road, just blocks away. Two days before the murder, Kinuno was released on bond from another assault. Uh, it was learned that he was in the process of being expelled from school after he attacked another student with a baseball bat in the dorms. This guy shouldn't have been out on the street. He's attacking people with a baseball bat? A student who didn't want to be identified told us I just heard it was a random attack on a student here. He was just walking down the stairs and boom, he hit him. The student suffered a skull fracture, fractures in the arm and the shoulder, and was also blinded in the left eye. And this guy's out on the streets? (sighs) Unbelievable. Detectives so far say that the suspect has shown no remorse for the attack. No, he's demon-possessed to the toenails. He's not going to show any remorse. They say that while he is cooperative and has confessed, he would not reveal why he did it. The lead detective... Uh, said he has no reason to believe that communion was lying about eating the victim's body parts. Okay, here's another one. Just this week, fugitive, gay porn star cannibal, warned, I can't stop killing. This guy's on the run. This is national. I mean, all of these are national and international news. You go up on Drudge Report, these are some of the top stories I'm going over. I'm not talking about something that's like we're 
well, we don't really know if this happened. This is stuff that's happened for sure. And just the last week, something's going on. It's almost like that restraining hand of God is being removed off the, the, the hand that just restrained the evil. Where does it say about that in the Bible? Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Hmm. Well, let's go there. Let's just go there real quick, and I'll just read that for you. So, to kind of drive this point home here of what we're talking about here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now this is right, and, and again, this is, this is um, describing, okay, whether you believe in pre-trib or post-trib, okay, this is, now we beseech your brethren by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Okay. Whether you believe in pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever rapture, this these are the events that are going to precede essentially that event. Okay, so that you be not be soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, for nor by letter as the as that day, nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day. What's that day? Well, that day is our gathering together unto Jesus Christ. Okay? The, essentially the rapture of the church. Okay? That day shall not come except there come a falling away first. What does that mean? The falling away, the apostasy of the church that was predicted. Well, again, no big, uh, no big mystery there. <laughs> the church is as lukewarm as it's ever been from its inception. Okay? The church has fallen away for the most part. There's, yes, there's a faithful remnant. There always is. God always preserves a remnant. It's biblical. But that's already happened. But except there come a falling away first, and, so what's going to happen right after the falling away? That the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. So we're right on the cusp of the Antichrist being revealed. Even if you believe in pre-trib, it says that day's not going to come until the falling away comes and the man of sin be revealed. So the Antichrist should be revealed even if you believe in pre-trib before that happens. I don't even want to get into that, okay? I'm just saying that, that, that there's something to think about because a lot of people that tre- teach the pre-trib don't teach that, though. They, they say, well, the Antichrist is going to rise until into the tribulation. Well, you got to read this verse real close. Anyway, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now ye know that what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the mystery of iniquity that's being let loose on humanity. Okay? And it's what's causing this to happen. The restraining hand of God is being withdrawn, it seems. Okay? And how am I going to prove that? Well, let me keep reading. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until until he be taken out of the way. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then that wicked shall be revealed. When the mystery of iniquity that's already working, there's a restraining force on the mystery of iniquity, essentially, okay? 
Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That process of the restraining hand of God that restrains the mystery of iniquity is being taken out of the way. What happens right after that? Then the wicked, capital W, this is the Antichrist, shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall um, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. When, okay, Battle of Armageddon. End of Battle of Armageddon, essentially. Okay? Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Okay? How does the false prophet and Antichrist deceive the whole world? Through signs and lying wonders and powers. Okay? If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, as it says in Matthew 24, 24. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received... Why? Why are they going to perish? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Which is a warning to really everybody. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, obviously if you're saved, that's one thing. But there's a lot of people out there that aren't saved and they're having pleasure in unrighteousness. And there's also a lot of Christians that say, well... Um, yeah, I'm saved or whatever, and they're lukewarm, and they're warm in a pew, and they're a 501c3 corporation that could care less about the truth. And they could care less about all the, all the stuff that's going to happen. Oh, they're going to care when it happens. But they're living in some little fantasy world right now, up until when this all time begins. I'm telling you, we're probably right on the cusp of this right now. The falling away has already occurred. Where's the church screaming about these issues that I, that I and, and a lot of other Watchmen issues scream about on a weekly basis? They don't. They don't. They lose. They lose their their tithing base. They become unpopular. They probably lose their five hundred one c three status because they violate their IRS charter. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I'm telling you that process is happening right now. The falling away has already happened. It said right here. It said for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And, that's already happened though, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I'm telling you, that restraining hand of God, whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit, holy angels, whatever that may be, it's being taken out of the way, and then that wicked shall be revealed. Wicked, capital W, Antichrist. We're right on the cusp. I think we're going to see a whole lot more of this stuff. It's going to grow and grow and grow. We can't even comprehend what's coming. I'm not saying that to indict my listener base or anything. Like, I'm so whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just stating facts. Okay? We don't have... Me included, I don't have a clue what's coming. Fugitive gay porn star cannibal warned. I can't stop killing. Luke... Magnota, 29 years old, fled after his male partner, a missing Chinese student, was chopped up and eaten in Canada. Today, cops said Magenta Magnota flew to Europe on Saturday and refused to rule out he was not in England. England, excuse me. Last night, the twisted gay porn star. This is what the, this is what the mainstream news is calling him a, a twisted gay porn star. Well, that's not politically correct. How can they? Anyway, he was being hunted down across the world. 
after a severed hand and a foot were mailed to offices of two political parties in Canada. Police also said Magnota could even be traveling secretly disguised as, as a woman. He looks like a woman. I mean, he's so effeminate that he, he's got the face of a woman. The headless male torso was found in a suitcase dumped in rubbish behind Magnota's shabby apartment in Montreal. I mean, the, the, the guy's good. I mean, you know, he's really trying to get, you know, do a lot of body disposal cleanup methods, you know. He puts it right in his, right in his, his garbage behind his apartment. It's smart. The cops today said Magnota's victim is the Chinese student Lin Yan, 33 years old, and that body parts were still missing. They believe he carried out the murder between May 25th and May 24th. Last night, the baby-faced weirdo was placed on the FBI and Interpol's most wanted list as police discovered a grisly video thought to be live footage of this actual murder. Well, he was a gay male porn star, so he was used to being filmed. The 10-minute video shows the victim being stabbed in a frenzy with an ice pick before being dismembered, sexually abused, and then his flesh eaten with a knife and fork. This is the kind of garbage that, unfortunately, we're going to see more and more and more of as the world gets darker and darker and darker and goes into the abyss more and more and more. Preparing the arrival for that wicked, capital W one, the Antichrist and the false prophet. This is all setting the stage for all of that. Um, I'm going to have to end this part. I've got more to cover here, but I'm going to have to end this part, and I'm going to start up um, next part here, and we'll, we'll go from there. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part three.